Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Michael Reed on LMFM. Thursday morning, the 14th of May. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Lifting the restrictions and getting back to normal is dominating most of our thoughts right now as we look forward to Monday. Going to a garden centre, buying a bucket of paint, meeting a couple of friends at twice your arm's length, maybe even taking a walk on the beach. But is it time to broaden our horizons even further? Is it too soon to think about going away, going abroad on holiday? Our thoughts are now, I think, turning to summer and maybe even further and to the places that we love to travel that be by the sea the mountains, our cities and our countryside and those places they are keen to welcome back travellers tourism is a vital part of Europe's economy nearly a tenth of GDP across uh, Europe and more than 10% in 11 uh, member states. Marguerite Vestager, the Executive Vice President of the European Commission, speaking yesterday. Let's talk about this prospect of being beside the seaside. And God knows we all like the idea of being beside the seaside with Maid McGuinness, Fine Gael, MEP and First Vice President of the European Parliament. We may be able to go for a walk on Irish beaches from Monday of next week, Maid McGuinness. Uh, but do we really want to do that in Spain or Greece at this stage? Well, I think right now, no, I don't think there's many people want to do that, but I don't think it's possible for us to do it yet. And yesterday's rollout of this package and guidance around tourism and travel was really saying there are three phases to it and we're in phase zero, which is exactly where we are now, listening to the public health advice of our member state and doing what we need to do to try and make sure we don't get a peak of this pandemic when we begin to ease restrictions. And I think yesterday was as much about trying to give the tourism sector the recognition for the trauma it is Mm. suffering because we cannot go on holidays, even internally in the country at the moment, whatever about travelling overseas. But we are talking about lifting restrictions from the 15th of June, are we not? A a month from now, which uh, makes Michael O'Leary's prospect or Ryanair's prospect uh, or proposal, if you like, uh, yesterday or the day before uh, at opening up 40% of their flights very realistic in July. Possible, yes, but I think we'll all be hoping that nothing, if you like, goes skyways on us in terms of the pandemic. So if everything works well and if we manage carefully to reopen with all the cautions that were been given, that is a possibility. For example, I understand that Ryanair, who normally would have several flights a day to Brussels, has, I think, three flights. I think it's weekend and Monday. Mm. Um, The flights are very empty, I'm told. I haven't travelled yet because the advice is not to. So we are not going to go back to normal. But I think we are trying to make, if you like, the first step at returning to some sort of activity around Mm. tourism 
but always conscious of the public health guidelines that are in place. Sure, but like you say, you you haven't travelled because the advice, the public health guidelines that you're talking about uh, as we speak is not to travel, uh, but you continue to be in the Parliament because we've found ways around this and you'll be voting in the European Parliament in uh, the next quarter of an hour or so uh, from a a distance, Mm -hmm. virtual attendance. Uh, This stuff on the internet that uh, a lot of people have got accustomed to in many different ways. Uh, But uh, the public advice, the public health advice is to keep apart as much as possible and that yeah. will be the advice, will it not, until this uh, disease is eradicated or that there's a vaccine for the virus and if it's not two metres, it'll be at least one metre. How can you do that on a plane? Well, that is the big question um, and you're absolutely right that it will not be a case of full flight, although we saw one recently from Belfast. And I certainly would not be happy to go on a full flight with people moving all over the place. So there are guidelines and protocols and mask wearing and keeping a distance. But as you say, how is that possible if you're seated beside someone? Um, and I think the capacity of planes will not be 100 percent because I think there again, the public health guidance would be against that type of overcrowding. So none of us have answers, as you rightly say, Michael, until mm. this back, or this rather pandemic and this virus. Um, either gets a very effective treatment or we discover a vaccine. There won't be any return to normality in any of the sectors, let alone tourism. But there may be possibilities for some tourist providers in different member states uh, to open up with the public health guidelines in mind. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the issues were um, closed borders on the continent of Europe. We're an island, so we have slightly different challenges. Mm -hmm. But there were concerns about borders being closed unnecessarily. And what we are, I suppose, what the Commission were trying to do was give some coordinated approach to it, rather than a member state doing a deal, if you like, with a neighbouring member state. Um, there was a concern that that would be a very haphazard way to try and assist the tourism sector. But there will be tourist operators who may not feel that they can meet these public health guidelines, mm. and for them, this is a, a very, very awful situation to be in. So mm. while yesterday. In a way, I suppose it did give us all a little bit of hope that we might be coming to a place where we can deal with this. Mm. It also was quite a cautious uh, document and very much uh, saying that even if you are on holidays, if mm. you're able to go, you have to keep, as you were pointed out, Michael, the social mm. distancing, the hand hygiene mm. and all of those things which are keeping a lid on the... You uh, could forgive people for being confused, though, couldn't you? I, I mean, you, you can't bury your dead. Uh, not, no. uh, not, not not, in the way that uh, I, I think uh, we all feel is actually necessary that we mm-hmm. can come together to mourn the loss of a, a life. Uh, and it, it seems as though that restriction of 10 people attending a funeral is set to continue for some time to come, possibly uh, until July. Uh, and uh, when it changes, we don't know to what extent that will change. Mm-hmm. We, we, we we can't go to Kerry, but we'll be able to build houses on Monday uh, and we'll be able to go to Rome in June, perhaps. Well, I think perhaps is the big question, Mark. I mean, mm. I wouldn't even go that far. And I certainly if I, I wouldn't be booking a flight to Rome uh, in June. But look, things may change. And I think when, you, when it comes to people are making comparisons with this is happening, why aren't we allowed to do this? I'm not a public health expert, so I would only be in line with what um, the public health experts are saying. Mm. Because, first of all, this is their first coming to terms with uh, COVID-19. 
Um, we have to believe that their expertise is guiding us in the right direction. And when it comes to building sites and places of work, they are not going to be able to operate as normal. They will be very restricted. And I dare say that those in those uh, situations, the employees, whether it's in a food processing plant or a building site, will be very mindful of their own health and make sure that their um, management of the company is doing the right thing mm. in terms of the distancing and hand hygiene and making all the facilities available. Well, you would hope, but on the other hand, we're hearing uh, that complaints have been made to, to the HSE that have not been investigated. Uh, but when it, it comes to the planes, uh, it's not clear yet as to how they will operate, is it, or how they will manage to keep people apart from each other. Uh, and I'm not sure it's even clear that uh, you'll have to keep the middle seat empty. Yeah, that discussion has me confused as well. Um, I would imagine, because I've been checking with people who are travelling to Brussels for other forms of work, that the sites are virtually, you know, I mean, they're not even half full or anything like it. So I think there isn't a challenge now. It may be that come later in the year, if things, if people are moving more, uh, that we will need different protocols in place. But even down to standing at uh, security, Standing at the, you know, as you approach the airplane, I don't think we're going to be able to do what is normal with the Ryanair flight where Mm. everybody's gathered on that uh, decline and standing together for longer than we would care to do in good days. So in a pandemic era, that is not going to be possible. So you then wonder how in the airport are we going to space people out? And and the the answer is, Michael, that there will be much less people travelling. Significantly fewer people will travel. I did note this morning in one of the reports that apparently people are booking holidays for next year. So there's been quite a flurry of activity. So people are hoping that next year will be a very different picture. But for a lot of people, it will not be something they would think about this year. And, and the reality, too, is the economic impact mm. will also restrict people in their ability to uh, travel on holidays because people will be more conscious and cautious about their financial situation. Well, there's so this, a, an interesting point there, isn't there? If flights do come available to people who think you know, I'll chance it and I'll go. Uh, If the flight eventually ends up being cancelled, they are entitled to a refund and anybody who has had their flight cancelled is entitled to a refund. Uh, And this has been an area of confusion over the period of the last couple of months, but it was cleared up uh, very clearly by the European Commission yesterday. Yes, and that confusion was added to by Minister Shane Ross, being one of a number of uh, ministers around Europe who wrote to the Commission urging them to allow for the voucher flexibility. So yesterday it was very clear that the law is that if your flight is cancelled, you get a refund. Airlines, if they want to offer vouchers, but giving people, or rather making them more attractive, can do that, but only if you as a traveller accept the voucher. So your first port of call is to get your cash back. But there's a lot of pressure, and I see emails coming in uh, from citizens who haven't received the cash back when they've looked for it. Mm. And then the airline industry is, uh, you know, saying that for them, this is, you know, Armageddon in terms of they're not flying and if they have to refund cash. But the commissioner yesterday was absolutely clear about the law as it is and the law stands. One interesting point about travel, I had contact with a constituent who uh, has family in France and there are no, um, if they travel to France, they don't have the quarantine worry. But if they come back to Ireland, as things stand, uh, 
um, they were planning to go in July, this two-week quarantine might mm-hmm. impact them, and they don't have holiday time mm-hmm. to take two plus two weeks. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be all sorts of questions to which there are no clear answers at all, and it probably is why most people are just waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of us are waiting to see, well, if Ireland opens up, we have a beautiful country, we have fabulous tourist facilities, mm-hmm. and we may decide to stay closer to home. But the tragedy for our tourism sector, which relies on people flying into Ireland mm. and visiting and staying, is that that has been choked off completely. So it's going to be an but, uh, the, the, other, the other side of that, of course, is that it's up to each member state, isn't it? Each country can decide for itself. And if 26 European countries decide to open up, that doesn't require Ireland to open up. We can have our, our, our own uh, policies in relation to this. Absolutely. And I dare say that in, in more than in Ireland, every other member state is looking at the guidance it's getting from its public health mm. experts um, and are at different stages of this pandemic as well. So we, we won't get one day when things will move collectively. But I think as we get to what the Commission called phase two, we may be more in step. Um, and I think it will be helpful because even around the wearing of masks, there's been so much debate about this. But for example, yesterday in the European Parliament, it is mandatory to wear a face mask if you're in the Parliament in Brussels. It is mandatory to keep the distance. And they have also divided the corridors into one-way flow, if you like. Mm. So there are strict rules in the yeah. place of work where I might be going to at some stage before the, the summer ends. Um, and, uh, you know, masks, uh, there's been discussion that they may be uh, encouraging us to and, use masks. And that they're face coverings masks. rather than medical face masks. Yeah. And I, I think people are learning how to cut up socks or T-shirts and make them yeah. into masks, as the case may if, be. If yeah. anyone wants any, I think that's a, a crazy have. But just on the mm. mask, what I found, and I've worn them a few times when I'm out in RD, even though they fog up my glasses, mm-hmm. I think what it is is a reminder to us all, when you see somebody wearing a mask, that we're not living a normal time okay. and that we're wearing this to protect... And just to remind you, if if I may, you're not living in normal times either and that uh, you're attending the Parliament as we speak uh, virtually and I I know that you need to go to vote uh, so I won't uh, detain you unnecessarily to allow you to do that. So thank you indeed uh, for joining us here on the programme this morning. Good morning to you and you were mentioning Shane Ross and his attitude towards the airlines and flights uh, that had been cancelled and that he had asked that people would have to accept refunds or that the airlines would be given that option. Uh, The advice uh, changed then uh, because it's now a directive. Airlines must give refunds uh, and you do not have to uh, accept a, a voucher in lieu of a refund. You can demand your refund. Uh, Shane Ross uh, accepted that from uh, the European Commission yesterday uh, and uh, here's what he had to say about it in the Dáil yesterday. You're correct in saying that uh, they are offering vouchers uh, and they are, I think, they are, they are suggesting that they have so many millions of people looking for cash that they, couldn't, they can't actually administer uh, the claims in time, uh, in immediate time. I don't know how many million it was, 20 million or something, something extraordinary like that. They haven't got the administration to do it. And they were suggesting that that couldn't actually be done in time, so they were offering vouchers as a quick way out. But they will produce the cash in the end. I don't know, and I'll spoke for them, that's what they said. But if anybody has got a complaint about the behaviour of Ryanair, if anybody is not getting cash, which they are entitled to, and the European Commission has made a, state, made a statement today, uh, which is, by the way, turning its back on that letter that was sent, which you so rightly point out, uh, which is rejecting it, in effect. But the European Commission has made a statement today saying that cash must be paid. That is, that is now a definitive ruling, a definitive response, response to, to, to what happened there. But if, if you've got constituents 
or if they're members of the public or the consumers out there who have got a complaint, there is a procedure. Uh, and you'd be aware of it. And it's not to come to this house with those procedures. It's to actually go to the CAR with those procedures. And what, ha what they have to do is go to the CAR and say they're entitled to this cash. Just let me finish and then you come back. And they're entitled to this cash. They want it and they want it now. And it's the CAR to deal with it. All right, and that's uh, the Minister for Transport, Shane Ross, speaking in the Dáil yesterday when he referred to the CAR just uh, to mention to you if you're one of those people who has a complaint, what he was speaking about there was the Commission for Aviation Regulation. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.